You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. How you doing? Good to be back here. Today, we're going to be doing an episode where I'm doing a Q&A. By the way, I'm curious if you guys enjoy these episodes. This is I've said this before. I'm going to say this again. It's so frustrating how there is not any kind of social media sur- or attached or surrounded. I'm not really sure how to say this. Surrounded by or, or implemented within the podcast realm. I mean, it's hilarious. It feels like this is back in, I don't know, 20 years ago. All we have for podcasts are reviews. That's it. That's what anyone sees. Wouldn't it be amazing if this was like YouTube where we could like, we could comment? That way, you can speak your mind on episodes. I can hear what you like. I can see what's going on. Otherwise, I have download numbers. And what's crazy is I only get download numbers because I signed up for a third-party tracking system. So you don't even get those downloads from iTunes or from Spotify. You don't get those numbers. I have to track that all myself. So really, they only give you reviews. And it just, I don't know, it just boggles my mind. Someone should create this. Someone should absolutely create somewhere where podcasts can be hosted and there can be comments and messaging and likes and all this stuff surrounded by it. It would just be amazing for the feedback. Anyway, back to my point. I would love feedback if I can get it from you. And it'd be great. You can leave a review. That's a great way to leave feedback on what you think of these Q&A episodes where I take questions and I answer them. And I, I love them. I think it's interesting. I love hearing from you. And it's a nice variety of questions. And it's entertaining. and It's fun. And you get to learn some cool stuff. So I think it's pretty awesome. Curious what you think. If you are interested, by the way, getting a question answered, just email me trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question. And if you write a good question, what entails a good question? Really a question that's detailed and specific, something very specific to you. You know, if it's something like, how do I talk to girls or how do I flirt with the girl? Those are pretty general questions that are answered here on the podcast and many episodes. But if you have something specific to you, that would be helpful for you and also uh, just helpful for the listener because a lot of people find themselves in very specific situations like people who write in. You can also leave a voicemail, 323-432-0025. All that information is in the episode notes, just in case you want to call in or you want to email me with a question. So I'm excited to get to that today. Now, some guys don't just want a question answered. They want more specific help. They want to get on the phone with me. They want one-on-one coaching. They want a lot of specific help towards them, and they want to be mentored. Well, I do have that opportunity. If you are interested in getting mentored by me, doing one-on-one coaching with me, I do offer that. Of course, you've heard this before. If you're still listening to the podcast for many, many years, and if you're new here, well, now you get the chance to learn about it. All you got to do is go to coachedbytrip.com. That's where you apply. It is a probably 5 to 10 minute at the most application process. I just want to learn about you And then I can read the application. By the way, I do read every single application. This doesn't go through some assistant. This doesn't go through some third party. It goes through me. I read every application because I need to know if it's someone that I can coach. And then furthermore, you and I get on a phone call to see if coaching is a good fit for you and to see if it's something that we can help you with. It's not a hard process. It's very simple. As long as you're over 18, you already pre-qualify. 
So go to coachedbytrip.com and apply for coaching with me today, and we can get you the help that you need. Pretty much, people want to know when I get on the phone call with them, they're like, okay, I'm interested in coaching, but Trip, what's the success rate? And I say this, I boldly say it's a 100% success rate if, and this is a really easy if, easy, easy, if you show up to the calls, because we do coaching calls, you show up to the calls and you just do the homework. Because every week I'm coaching you, giving you exercises, drills, approaches, and things to do. And it's never homework where it's so hard that you can't do it. I make it easy for you. And that's why coaching is so valuable is because I know how to make it easy for you so you can get results. So yeah, there's a few people who have joined the program over the years who don't get good results, but they don't take it seriously. And that is really what I'm vetting for. I'm vetting for in the application process that this is something you're going to really take seriously. And that's not hard to do. You just got to be committed to the program just like anything in your life, right? If you want results anywhere in your life, you have to be committed. Otherwise, you're not going to see much traction. So I hope I get the chance to work with you. Go to coachedbytrip.com and apply today. Let's get into some questions here. All right, this one is from Kevin. He says here, I love your podcast. Since the quarantine... I have had excellent conversations with two different girls. One even suggested to talk again. However, after those, they have ghosted me. I'm an average stutterer, and that is the only reason I could think of. My ex-girlfriend wasn't too keen on my stuttering as well. I was hoping you could shed some light on this in regards to stuttering and the female psyche. It is getting very frustrating, so I figured I would email you. Thank you, Kevin. All right, Kevin. So I've heard some stuttering questions before. And I must say, by the way, I want to apologize. I, I did make a joke in the last episode about stuttering. I said this joke where a guy would even sleep with a hot girl, even if she stuttered. And I apologize for anyone who does have a stutter. My point wasn't to make fun of people who stutter. Really, it was just me saying that, you know, and I have to be honest here. Yes, stuttering is not ideal, right? I'm not going to just blow smoke up your ass here. Like, yeah, stuttering is not ideal. And I'll explain why in a second. But apologies for that. And I want to say that, you know, anyone who does have a stutter, I just stuttered there for a second. Anyone who does have a stutter, what this is basically showing to a woman, it shows nervousness. That's what it does. Even if they know that you have a stutter and it's not nervousness, it's, I, I feel, this is my theory, is that it gets interpreted as some sort of nervousness. And when a guy is nervous, it's not attractive. So any guy who's nervous, whether they have a stutter or they're doing something else, they're showing in another way that they're nervous, it's not very attractive. They want a guy who's confident. Right? They want a guy who's very sure of himself. Stuttering doesn't help that. Now, does that mean that you can't attract a woman if you have a stutter? Not at all. You can absolutely attract women if you have a stuttering issue. There are other things besides stuttering that determine attractiveness to a woman. So you could be very sure of yourself and own your stuttering. If you don't own your stuttering and you feel like it's a big hindrance and you feel like it's a weakness and you feel all these negative things about it, she's going to feel the same way too. So that is going to help you tremendously. Now, of course, what I would say is if you have a stutter, and I would say this to anyone who has any kind of ailment that can be helped is you should work on that. I'm not saying you're not. And I know this is obvious, but you should invest a lot of time into working on your stutter. 
I have heard of a lot of stories where people have been able to get rid of their stuttering. So this is possible. This is possible for you. So I would spend a lot of time on that so it doesn't hurt your chances at being able to attract more women. But in the meantime, don't just, okay, well, I have a stutter. I should work on this and not approach girls. You should do it anyways. Because the confidence to go over and approach a girl, go on a date with a girl, even when you have a stutter, can be attractive in a way. So don't give up. Of course, you might get some more rejections because like I said, it might come off like you're very nervous and that is not what a woman wants to see. But don't give up. Keep trying. Keep on approaching. Keep on going on dates from online dating and just show that you don't care about it and just continue to use the TED formula that I always talk about like in my Hooked program. And by the way, I should have said this earlier, for guys who are not interested and ready to commit to a big coaching program, you should get the Hooked program which is just a 8 to 10 module course. And you go through the course and it teaches you everything that you'll be learning in the coaching program. You're just not going to have the accountability factor. So go to getherhook.com if you want to get the course that I've created. And it helps you in terms of meeting women, understanding attraction, becoming more attractive, and being able to attract the women that you actually see and learn how to do it through online dating and also through the process of going and approaching in person. So check that out, getterhook.com. I would suggest, Kevin, you get that as well. So you can learn how attraction works. And of course, you can listen to many podcast episodes, but the the course really just gets it all in a really nice, organized fashion. So you're not just bouncing around from podcast to podcast, but learning it all in a row here. So I would suggest that for you. And again, like I said, go into this, not just focusing on your stutter, but focusing on how you can be as confident as possible through that while also working on the stutter in general. Okay? So that's my best advice for you. Hope that helps. And again, I apologize for the joke that I made on the last episode. It wasn't meant to to offend anyone who does have a stutter. Uh, Just making a point that a woman, and this is how attraction works for men and women. It's just so different. And by the way, this whole concept should even help guys as well who do have a stutter. The concept is that a woman can be very attractive, but have other things that are not necessarily attractive. So meaning she could be kind of dumb and we'd still want to sleep with her. We wouldn't, I mean, I'm just being real here, right? You'd probably sleep with a girl at least once who was super hot, but wasn't that smart. You'd be interested in sleeping with her or didn't have the same values as as you. You might still be interested in sleeping with her just because biologically you're wired to want to mate with a girl like that. You might not want to sleep with her more than once or get into a relationship but you might be pulled to do that. And a woman, on the other hand, might be pulled to be with you even if you're not very attractive. And actually, even if you do have a stutter, because there's other things that are more important in terms of being able to attract a woman in terms of your personality and your confidence and the way you come off. So that's just basically how it works. Let's go into the next question here. Patrick says... Hey, Trip, I'm Patrick, 27 years old from Vienna, Austria. Since I started your podcast, I had two dates which had the same problem. The sparks just won't fly. There was this girl I met on Tinder yesterday. Our date lasted about four hours. And at the end of the date, I went in for the kiss and she went with it. We made out and afterwards, I brought her to the subway and went back home. Sounds good so far. He says, I'm proud of myself for going in for the kiss, especially as it was connected to a lot of anxiety. I thought the date went well, and today I wrote to her that I enjoyed the evening with her. She wrote that she had a good time and enjoyed my company, but for her, the sparks weren't there. 
To be honest, I don't quite know if the sparks were there for me, but the same thing happened to me two weeks ago with another girl. I have so much to say, but we'll finish here. There's only a couple sentences left. He says, it seems that I can talk to girls for hours and be interested in them and get them interested in me, but just on a friendly level. I think that the problem is that I flirt too less while we are speaking, so I don't get to this sexual, more serious level. Would love to hear some advice from you and really love your content. Cheers, Patrick. Patrick, dude, you, you basically gave most of the answer here. You answered your own question. You said, I think the problem is that I, f- I, I flirt too less, or he's saying I don't, he doesn't flirt enough. Probably. You're probably really good at talking to them and having fun conversation, but you're not flirting. You're not showing that you're at least sexually attracted to them. You're not escalating fast enough. And here's the thing. You said here, to be honest, I don't know if the sparks were there for me. That is a huge clue there. See, you went for the kiss. You had good conversation, but the sparks weren't even there for you. So you can fully understand why it didn't work out with her. Sometimes conversation and a kiss is just not enough. It's not. It's not. It's great that you follow the protocol. You should continue to do that. Always work on your conversation. Always go for the kiss at the end of the date. Even if there weren't sparks, still go for it. But they weren't there for you. Sometimes there's this thing. We'll call it the X factor. That's what I've called it in the past on other episodes. The X factor is just something that you don't necessarily, you can't really explain and you can't tap into. And it's just this kind of unknown connection that you might feel with someone. Now, here's how it works. Sometimes you'll feel that connection and the girl won't. Sometimes the girl will feel the connection and you won't. Sometimes you both won't. Sometimes you both will, right? Obviously, my point here is is that you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what you're going to feel, but it's just kind of this unknown connection that you just feel with someone on a physical and an emotional level. And so the reason why you go on dates is to see if that connection is there. Now you might say, well, Trip, then why do you have to have great conversation? And why do you have to go for the kiss? Shouldn't I just rely solely on this connection because it's either it's there or not? Well, here's the thing. Sometimes you can screw it up. Sometimes You can feel this connection with the girl. She'll feel it with you, but you won't escalate and therefore you'll put yourself in the friend zone. So you won't flirt like Patrick, you're probably not doing, or in some other cases, not in Patrick's case, but for other guys, they'll flirt, but they won't go for the kiss and they won't continue to escalate and lead the interaction to further the attraction and the so-called relationship that's being started here. So you have to kind of take advantage of the connection by leading and escalating. Okay, so you have to do all of it. Now, sometimes you don't have much of a spark in the first date and both parties kind of feel like they're not sure they have a spark, but they kind of go to the second date and third date anyway because there was something there. You know, you had good conversation, you kissed a little bit, so you give it a little bit of a shot and you keep going and then a spark can form. So it's not about trying to hack into like, oh, well, how do I make this spark happen? It just is or it isn't. But just make sure that you're putting on your best self. You're being your most attractive self. You look good. You're showing up confident. You're having great conversation. You're inserting some of that flirting, right? You're doing that. You're being challenging to her. So that means that you're not always, you know, agreeing with everything she's saying and and you're having your own opinions, right? You're using the TED formula that I talk about in Hooked. And then boom, you have optimal chances 
of being able to take advantage of that potential spark that is felt there. Okay. So that's how that all works in terms of if we're talking about sparks. So Patrick, for you, keep doing what you're doing, add in some flirting, more leads, right? You're not going to connect with every girl. So more leads, more women that you're talking to online, in person, and you should be good to go. Sounds like you're on a good path here. All right, let's go to another question here. His name is Bradley. I've been a longtime listener and I love your content. I've also read your book, Magnetic, and loved it. Last year, by the way, Magnetic is, uh, is a book available on Amazon. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to get the book. He says, last year, I became a bartender. And in August, I got a DWI. And I'm super embarrassed about it. Driving? What's a, I know what a DUI is. Unless that's a typo. I don't think it is. The U is not next to the W on a keyboard. Driving with something. Okay, either way. Uh, he says, this year, I've completely turned my life around. I work out every day, save tons of money, drew a vision board to know where my life will be in five years. I've grown a lot. I feel like I'm ready to start dating after I focus so much on myself. But I'm in a program to get this DWI dismissed. He's talking about drinking while driving, I'm guessing, something like that. He's in a program. He says, I'm trying to get it dismissed so I can't invite a girl out for drinks or drink while on a date. It's come up before where a girl will ask, why aren't you drinking? But I lie and say I have a CrossFit in the morning or other plans. I'm too embarrassed to say why because last time I did, there wasn't a second date. I'll be finished with the program May of 2021 to where I get my breathalyzer out of my car and start living a normal life. Do you have any advice if I should tell these women maybe on the second or third date and are any tips while going through this, Bradley? Okay. I have a few things to say about this, Bradley. Great question. Love the specificity. I know that guys might be listening thinking, ah, not, uh, this question has nothing to do with me. I don't have a DUI. I won't get a DUI. Why am I you know, listening to a question like this? But you got to remember, the answers to my questions here will always help every guy. Because what I'm about to say is not necessarily specific to a person who has a DUI. It's more about being and owning the issues that you have or have been through. So in this specific case, we're talking about he's got a DUI, he's embarrassed of it, it will go away. So what's my advice to anyone who's going through something like this or has something that they're embarrassed of? Just own it. And I'll tell you why. You might think, well, Trip, if I own it, she's going to not talk to me again. I already lost a, a date because of this. You know what? Then she's gone. Here's the thing. Eventually, she'll probably find out. Do you want to keep this a secret forever? I mean, here's the thing is, yeah, in the future, you know, maybe it's not something you talk about for a while. You know, once it's dismissed and it's all gone, maybe you tell someone in the future, you can keep it more of a, of a secret because it's not affecting your day-to-day -day life. But whatever's going on in your current life, just practice being honest. You'd be surprised. In more cases than not, a person will react to a situation like this better than you think. Yeah, I get it. There's going to be a percentage of people that are going to be like, yep, nope, you have a DUI. That shows that you're irresponsible. Maybe you're an alcoholic. I don't like that. You know, goodbye. I think, yes, there's going to be a percentage that will do that. But my hunch, and I know this through other situations, is that most people will be okay with it if you're okay with it. So let's say you're in a situation where, you know, a girl sees the breathalyzer thing and she's like, well, what's this? And then you have to explain it to her or it comes up. Just be honest, but own it. But people are okay 
with people who have made mistakes, own them, and then they see that the person is on an upward trajectory. So if you say something like, yeah, you know, I, it was a shame. I, I made a big mistake. I, I had a couple beers and, and I drove and I got pulled over and I got a DUI and it was a pretty rough situation. But you know, I'm not going to let it affect me. I got through it. It's getting dismissed in a few months. And you know what was really cool about that it happened, the silver lining is it pushed me into this amazing place where you know I completely stopped drinking, even though it wasn't a problem. Hopefully, I'm just guessing for you, Bradley, it wasn't a problem. But you can say, I just stopped drinking. I started working out more and just working on some great things. So in a weird way, I don't regret it. I'm kind of glad that it happened because it did so much for me in terms of my personal development. You see how that answer is so much different than saying like, uh, yeah, I got a DUI last year. And then that's it. You just like pause right there. You're like, okay, that's it. And now you're ashamed of it. And you're this, you know, in this shameful, I'm a puppy dog who did something bad mode. I'm a child and I need, you know, to be punished. And no, that's unattractive. You're not owning it. So you can turn these things around and make them as if, you know what? And for you, by the way, this is completely true. It was a good thing for you. You turned your life around. I don't even need to say that. You told me, right? Everything's great. You're saving money. You're, you drew a vision board so you can you know, know what you want in the future. All great things. So as long as you own some of the mistakes, then it's not going to be as bad as you think. I'm not saying, by the way, that you know, in a year from now when the DWI or DUI is in the past that you need to like say this to a girl. Like, well, no, you know, maybe not. If you don't need to say it, then why say it? It's in the past, whatever. Okay, maybe you end up dating someone and six months to a year down the line, you mention it to them, but they already like you. They know you. They know you're a great person. They're with you for six months to a year. So if it comes up and you tell them, big deal, it's in the past. You know, you've grown from it. It's so far away. It's like hard for them to even connect. It's not they're going to be like, whoa, you got a DUI. I don't think you and I should be dating anymore and they'll break up with you. And by the way, if they do, good riddance. That is not a girl you want to be with. That sounds like a girl who's making serious judgment calls on something that happened in the past. So you really can't lose here. You can't lose here. Now, again, I'm not saying that you tell her on the first date, but if it happens to come up, she sees something or she's seeing why you're not drinking, just tell her. You can also say this, by the way, and this wouldn't be a lie. If she says like, oh, you're not going to drink or how come we're not going for a drink or how come I want to drink, but you're not having a drink, just say, you know what? You've stopped drinking for a while. You realize it was bad for your health and you didn't like the way you feel the next day. And so you decided not to drink. And right now, it's not like you're sober going to AA, which you're not. Should be more concerned that you're an alcoholic, by the way. So you can be like, no, I'm not an AA. I'm not an alcoholic. I just am choosing not to drink for a while. I just don't like the way it makes me feel. And that's a true statement. That's a true statement. And then later down the line, you know, maybe you can tell her. So I would say in these cases, be honest. Don't worry so much. As long as you own things and show that it's not affecting your life now, people will actually look up to you for that. So I would say that's going to be what you're going to do. Hope that helps, Bradley. All right, let's go to another question here. This is the last one for today. Hey, Trip, love the podcast, man. Question here. What do you do if a woman asks you to hold something for her? Let me provide a little context. I've been flirting with a girl at my gym. She's a personal trainer, and I've been getting personal training sessions with her for a while now. 
We have been doing this dance where she will show a heavy interest and I'll pull away. And then I'll show a heavy interest and she will pull away. At the start of our session this week, she asked me to hold her phone while she went to get something. There was no reason I could see that she couldn't hold her phone while she got what she needed. I could tell more was going on, but not exactly what. I feel this was a test of some sort. Any advice or insight would be much appreciated. Thanks. P.S. If you answer my question on the podcast, please don't use my name. Well, I did not. So there you go. Okay. Couple of things with this one. First of all, we're dealing with two different situations here. Your big issue is not the test of you holding her phone. I would say that that has very little to do with the situation and not to not be the learning lesson that we're going to extract from this. Really, the, and I'll come back to the holding the phone for a second, but let's go to the main issue here. The fact that you're doing this push and pull, this thing where she's showing interest and she pulls away and you show interest and pulls away, this is a complete waste of your time. You have no idea if she's actually interested. You know how I know? Because true interest isn't whatever you're seeing right now. Okay? Give me some tough love here. True interest is not... and Because you, you're not being very clear. You're just saying, we're doing this dance and these are your words. She will show heavy interest. I don't know what that means exactly. But whatever it is, it's not interest. Flirting is not interest. Talking to someone and them talking back to you is not interest. You know what interest is? Interest is you asking her on a date and her agreeing to show up to the date and knowing that it's a date. Not a friend hangout, not a, hey, let's grab a drink after, after you know we work out. That's more like friendly, non-date scenario. But you being like, hey, let me grab your number. We should grab a drink sometime. You say it like that and you set it up like that. It's clear that it's a date. You won't even have to use the word date. But if she asks you, wait, is this a date? You're going to say, yes, it is. You're going to be very clear, very dominant. A lot of guys won't do that because they're scared that she's going to say no and they want to trick her. They want to get her on this like fake date where they go on a date and she doesn't think it is. But if she spends enough time with him, she'll like him. That's not how this works. She's either into you at this point or she's not. So if you trick her on a date, it's not going to do anything for you. It's just going to be more two people hanging out where one person just is interested and one person's not, i.e. her. So you need to just go for it. That's more attractive. And then you'll know if she's actually interested. So I don't like this whole game of I'll show interest, she'll show interest. It just, it's, it's nonsense. It's a complete waste of time. If you're interested, go for it. Get her number, ask her out, grab a drink, grab dinner, whatever. Okay, well, don't do dinner on the first date. But either way, whatever you can do, just get her on a date, get her together, grab a coffee if you don't drink, you know? This is the process of attraction. This is the process of courtship. Not this, oh, we'll just, we're playing games for now. That's complete waste of your time. Now, let's go to the phone situation. At the start of our session, she says, at the start of our session this week, she asked me to hold her phone while she went to get something. Here's the thing. I don't know if this is a test or not, but what are you going to do? You're going to not hold her phone while she went to get something? Like, okay, it sounded to me like maybe she was, I don't know if this is flirting, but to me, that's kind of a sign of interest. Like she's asking you to do something for her that's really easy. Now, don't think of it, and this is where it gets so tough because there's so much information on like, and on such bullshit out there where people are like, don't hold her phone. You're the man. Don't, don't do that. Like, 
Now you're just her slave. Well, I mean, if you're like holding her purse for her all the time or you're constantly doing that stuff, that's one situation. But it's going to be very strange to not say yes to that request. Like, it's not a very socially savvy move. She's like, oh, can you hold my phone for a second? And you're like, well, why? You can hold it. She's going to be like, whoa, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not going to be a cool, fun, asshole move that's going to, you know, show her that you're not going to be her slave and now she's going to like you more. It's going to be like just like a rude thing to do. And also, all this together, by the way, has nothing to do with anything. Like, don't worry. Like, okay, you hold her phone for a second, she comes back. This is not a test. This is not going to be a big deal if you do it. It's going to be just more weird if you don't. Okay, so you got to be kind of socially savvy in these situations to know when it's you doing something that's, you know, always something for her and that you're over accommodating to her or it's showing neediness. Yeah, that's bad. But she asked you one time to hold her phone. Just do it. Just do it. And more importantly, ask her out. She comes back, you go, okay, now that I have your phone, how about I put my number in here and then I'll have you text me. And now we have each other's phone numbers and you and I can grab a drink. Boom. Like I would have turned that into asking her out and making it this kind of smooth transition. And again, that's not like you need to do do that. Don't think guys like, okay, I need to have a situation where I get to hold her phone that I can use that smooth line that Trip said. No, you could just ask her out. But I'm just saying that there was an opportunity right there because it's so in context, the fact that you would get her number and you have her phone. Maybe you ever already have her number because she's your trainer. And just say, hey, I'm going to text you later this week. You know, I should grab a drink. And if she goes, oh, no, I can't. Or I have a boyfriend. Or oh, I'm really busy. I think that's a bad idea. Or anything towards no, then it's, it's a no. She's not interested. And then I would just move on to another woman. Okay? Don't strategize too hard for one. She's either interested or she's not. All right, guys. That's it for today. Awesome questions. I love when you guys write in these really unique situations where we can learn some big lessons from them. Please do more. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question, and I will do my absolute best to answer it here on the podcast and just keep listening to the episodes so you can hear if yours is answered. And I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for writing in. Don't forget, if you want coaching, find me one-on-one. Go to coachedbytrip.com. Or if you just want to start small with the program, go to getherhook.com and you can get my full system on how to meet and attract women. Good luck. Talk to you on the next episode.